I am Ian King, and I am Citizen Sailor. Hello and welcome to this belated edition of Citizen Salem. My name is Chris Paget, and thanks for uh, tuning in, downloading, streaming, whatever it is that you do. Uh, in case you missed the announcement from before, Citizen Salem is now on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a bunch of other places. So we're super easy to get to from your phone. Uh, you'll find links online. CitizenSalem.com is the website. If you listened to the last episode with Sarah J. Mann, you will know that I traveled south uh, into the mouth of a hurricane, and I survived. Uh, actually, didn't really see the hurricane at all. It took a hard right turn back out into the ocean, and uh, where I was staying in Virginia Beach was largely uh, largely missed. Uh, so I had a great time with my family. I wore a hat. Uh, and there's a language alert right here if you have small children in the car. I wore a hat that said uh, Masshole on it. Um, I got it from Sully's brand, former uh, Citizen Salem guest Chris Wren gave me a hat and it said Masshole on it. And in Logan, I had one guy walk past me and say, hey, cool hat. And I was like, thanks, bro. And then I got on the plane and the plane lands in Virginia and it's a crew out of Boston. As I'm exiting the aircraft, the captain is standing in the door of the plane and he goes, hey, cool hat. And I'm like, thanks, bro. Sully's brand. Then I'm on my way back from Virginia, and I'm going through TSA uh, to get on the plane to come back to, to Logan. And the woman in TSA was so confused about this hat. What does masshole mean? And I said, it's, you know, it's a pejorative that you know uh, people from New Hampshire and Maine use to describe the people that come up from Massachusetts and drive around and clog up their roads. But it's also like a kind of a term of endearment for people who live in Massachusetts. It's also the guy that doesn't yield on the left turn when you're trying to go straight. That's a mass hole. And she, she was like, why would you put that on a hat? And I said, well, I'm, I'm from, I live in Massachusetts now. I'm from there. And you know, it's funny. You're from there? I'm like, yes, ma'am, I'm from. And now I'm like getting nervous because it's TSA. And I'm like, is this lady going to let me through because she doesn't understand my hat? She let me through and I was able to get on the plane, but she didn't understand why I would wear a hat that is offensive to my adopted people of Massachusetts. It's not. It's not. We, we all know we're massholes. We're massholes. And we're proud of it for the most part. I'm an adopted masshole. I lived here, what, 17 years? I think that's that's enough. 16 years? It's, that's enough. It's fine. This episode's guest is a guy that I met literally 30 seconds before he sat down in front of uh, the Citizen Salem microphone and camera. Uh, I was at the Record Exchange. This is the last, by the way, in the series from the Record Exchange. Um, and I was getting ready to pack up because the last person that was scheduled wasn't able to make it. And I'm talking to Paul from the Record Exchange. And he said, well, you know, do you, Chris, do you know Ian? I said, hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Turns out Ian's been in punk bands, uh, is a resident of Salem, and was there shopping for records. And I was like, well, you want to come sit down? And he's like, sure. So he ended up sitting down and having a really nice conversation. So here's me and Ian King, fellow masshole. Well, Ian, thank you for sitting down and talking to me. I literally just met you over there. 
Yeah, two seconds ago. Just happened to be yeah. here, and turns out you're a Salem local and you're a musician. For sure, yeah. So that's kind of what I've been doing here at the Record Exchange today is talking to people who are local to Salem that have musical backgrounds, whether it's the you know record industry or they are singers, and it turns right. out you're you're in a couple of punk bands. For sure, yeah. Which ones? Uh, who have you performed with? Well, uh, in the uh, in the '80s, I was a kid who hung around the hardcore scene, uh, starting around '83 or '19, late '82, '83. Uh, going to shows. I grew up in Newton, Massachusetts. Yeah. Uh, and uh, was a staple in the Kenmore and Harvard Square punk scenes. Yeah. Uh, and uh, when I graduated high school, I spent a couple of years continuing that direction <laughs> or misdirection. <laughs> and uh, finally I said, yeah, fuck, I should really learn how to play guitar, do something besides, you know, be just kicking around pubs and bars and shows and that kind of a thing. So I tried to get a little. Uh, a little creative, a little productive, and I picked up an acoustic guitar in Somerville and uh, learned that a little bit and uh, got a band going in the early 90s called The Grenades okay. uh, and played a lot, uh, places like the Rat Skeller, uh, played a lot with Dropkick Murphys. They were a band we played with quite a bit, yeah. The Unseen, The Trouble, uh, and then uh, got went back to college. Uh, got a degree in English literature, taught a little English literature. Cool. Uh, got married, had a, moved up to Salem because it's kind of a place where punk rockers go to retire and <laughs> die. <laughs> and, how, do you, how, do you, how did you, so that's one of the questions is how long sure. have you lived in Salem? So how long ago was uh, that? I moved here when we had a kid. So I got married in like, I think 2005. Then we had a kid in 2007, late 2007. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were living in South Boston. And then yeah. we were thinking like, well, really don't want my kids, you know, my kid uh, hanging out in the steps of Southie smoking <laughs> butts and, you know, becoming one of them. So uh, definitely we're looking to move and get out yeah. of that area. It was a cool place to live. Uh, if it was like a, a bedroom, you wanted to be in Boston. Yeah. But after being in Boston for a long time, decades and decades, you know, it was not so interesting going out. Certainly if you had a car, you didn't want to have to drive around block after block after block trying For to show sure. where to park it. And then remember the next morning where it was you parked <laughs> it. You know? uh, so, uh, we, you know, when you had a kid, uh, living in a third floor apartment in South Boston was super difficult. Yeah. You'd have to, like, park the car, carry get the kid, the kid get the unlock stroller, the door, then the carry, exactly, back and forth. So we really needed, we needed at that point to be in a house, you know, not an apartment. So uh, we bought a house when my son was about 10 months old here in Salem. Yeah. Uh, we looked at houses all summer in like Lynn. And yeah. finally, after one, you know, really trashed house after another, we were like, do you have anything in Salem? And sure enough, the first house we saw, we bid over. We were like, that's the one. And I think it was going for like 180 and I think we offered like 195 or something yeah. you know and we got it take it yeah. we took it yeah. and uh, my wife at the time didn't drive and she worked in in East Boston and I worked doing real estate law stuff in Cambridge and so we put Rowan and my son in the greenhouse school yeah. uh, at about 10 months old and uh, tried to get acquainted to the suburban lifestyle thing and it worked out real well for me but it didn't work out so hot for my wife I think that uh, there was some postpartum probably going involved and huh. living in a suburban environment without a car. She wasn't a driver. That's tough, yeah. So it was really complicated. And then I found myself uh, divorced. Yeah. And I had the house and the kid. And uh, we went for joint custody. And, you know, I got my kid half the week and she got the kid half the week. Now she owns a house here in Salem as well. It's a smaller house. 
and it's over on the opposite side of Salem on Webb Street. And uh, beautiful little place. And so our son still goes to the uh, Greenhouse School. Cool. He's in, at the Children's Island here in Salem. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he does half a week at my place and half a week at her place. So the reason that's all building up to uh, basically how I ended up getting involved in punk rock again, and that was I found myself angry <laughs> and like three or four nights, three nights a week off without a kid, you know, and like so much of my life had been about taking care of a kid, had been about, yeah. you know, uh, paying bills, you know, doing this thing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden that was pulled out from underneath me. And sure. when we when she finally got herself situated in her own place, uh, I found myself with several nights a week off with nothing to do. Now, the interesting thing about being here in Salem, as I said earlier, that it was a place that punk rockers come to right. get old and die in. So immediately, yeah. uh, a friend of mine told me, you know, you, you look angry. You need to reconnect with some friends. Why don't you get on Facebook? And I jumped on Facebook, and I found I had like 10, 15 friends that I grew up with for the past 30 years living here in Salem. So immediately, uh, I ended up being asked to play guitar in Al Quint's band, Shattered Silence. Uh, and so I, you know, figured, well, I need to do something. Sure. So I went out and, and we, you know, rent a, rented a rehearsal spot, I think a jam spot. And we prepared for a show, I think, without cold, uh, maybe a siege set or something in Cambridge. And that just turned from one show to another, to another, to another. Uh, and uh, before I knew it, some old friends looked me up and asked me if I wanted to try out for the FUs. And so I tried out for the FUs. Uh, and I've been playing with the FUs now for four years toured Europe uh, two years ago. We got a new record coming out. Wow. Uh, the lineup is pretty much the original lineup, plus myself on rhythm guitar, which has been a wonderful, incredible experience. And we practice in Lynn, and it's, everybody in the band is extremely local to the Salem area at this point. So it turns out that maybe it's, Salem's not where punk rockers go to die. It's where they go to kind of re, be reborn yeah, a know, little bit. Kind of, you know? Yeah, it's not, really, it's not really that. Uh, you know, Boston has kind of... Uh, priced itself out of being a community in which people could like drop out of school and pursue art, theater, writing. Yeah. Uh, it was a place in the, I think in the 60s, 70s and 80s where people could come to go to college and stay for decades, you know, prying their, plying their trade in art and music. And, you know, some people became professors and taught. Uh, some people, you know, were able to be independent artists. And I think that it's become a city that that's not affordable right. anymore at. And so people start looking to the suburbs. I know a lot of people, you know, went out to Western Mass and lived in the woods, but that's almost a little bit too far, yeah, you know? Yeah. It's nice to be still close to enough to places like Boston and New York, particularly if you're a performer or you're somebody involved in music. Sure. And so here in Salem uh, is a great place that, you know, is far enough from the highway that it's still kind of <laughs> inexpensive. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. yet there's a ton of culture. Yeah. And it's diverse. And there's, uh, you know very very much uh, I think a liberal political climate you know it's people aren't going to look down on you for your funky haircut yeah. or your loads of tattoos or your you know whatever radical taste in politics music fashion whatever happens to be you can be yourself you can find your identity and you can be comfortable sure. because there's always going to be somebody in Salem a lot weirder than you are yeah yeah absolutely true <laughs> uh, what are you doing what do you do uh, in your life to make Salem a better place? Well, you know, it's funny. We play a lot of shows here in Salem. I yeah. played at Kodo quite a bit. Uh, you know, played at Opus. Uh, yeah. 
you know, most of the stuff that I do is music. But the other thing I do is I do a lot of stuff with my son here in Salem. So mm. a lot of the kids' activities were really active in the local YMCA, really active in, you know, the like Greenhouse School is a is a wonderful community-oriented school that is a, promotes a sustainable living environment and stuff. Yep. So, you know, I think we're very active in all the various things that, that go on here in the city. And through the school, we meet a lot of people who have other businesses here in Salem, you know, such as, uh, you know, Bambolina uh, and the, uh, you know, the guy who owns Bambolina and uh, the uh, Noodle House here in Salem. Yeah. Also, his kids go to the to Greenhouse School, and yep. you know, and I've, Greenhouse. I've had, I've had Tim on here. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, and so you know, and and he, it turns out, is friends with you know really good friends with some people that I've known since like '84, you know, through the punk scene and stuff. So wow. it's just a great place in which communities and people cross pollinate from all different walks, and I think everybody's got a super open attitude about diversity. Uh, and creating a sense of community. I mean, Salem is not a place in which nobody knows their neighbor. You know, it's not a bedroom community. It's a place where, like, the end of the week, it's a vacation. You've got restaurants. You've got nightlife. You've got museums. You've got culture. You know, it's a fantastic place to to live. 100%. Thanks for your time, Ian. It was no great sweat. to meet you. Cheers. Nice Appreciate meeting you as well. Enjoy, enjoy record shopping. He's cool, right? Ian's a nice dude. Ian King and his band, The FUs. Find the FUs on the internet. This is the last episode from the Record Exchange, and I'm kind of sad about it. Thanks to Paul and Colette and Barron's at the Record Exchange for having us. Alex Asacker wrote, oh, where is the Record Exchange, you ask? How dare you? 256 Washington Street in Salem. Get there. It's only been there for like 100 years. Alex Asacker wrote and performed the Citizen Salem theme song on her ukulele. Alex Asacker is on Instagram as Alex. She's also on Instagram as Smooches for the Pooches. And it's the cutest thing ever. Citizen Salem is recorded and produced by me. I'm Chris Padgett. If you or someone you know would like to be featured here, please send me an email at citizensalem1626 at gmail.com. Like I said, last one from the Record Exchange. I have a couple of more interviews in the pipeline. Not sure if I'm going to be able to get to them this week, so there might be a little bit of a Citizen Salem lull here, uh, but hopefully next Monday. Uh, But for now, thanks for listening to Citizen Salem, and talk to you soon.